Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Super close mother Lynn and daughter Iona, Dafty 1 and Dafty 2, are excited for their new life in a new town. Determined to make a success of things after a tricky start, Iona becomes best friends with Keeley, Stacy, and Chelsea. Used to being Iona's besties herself, Lynn feels left out, so Lynn makes friends with Belinda, her neighbor. Um, I'm going to leave it there because there's so much about this film that I think is in in seeing the film and kind of uh, uh, sort of enveloping yourself in this world that you've created. And by the way, without further ado, let me introduce the director of this wonderful film called Pincushion and the director, Deborah Haywood. Deborah, welcome to film school. Thanks, Dufty One. That's great. Now, and again, I sort of back up here and that is, I want to congratulate you on this world that you've created for these two characters of Lynn and Iona. Um, it is singular in its look, and it is something that feels like you spent a lot of time thinking about this world that you wanted to create for them and in this internal world as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about the story, where it came from, how you kind of shaped these characters into who they become on, on screen. Uh, well, I did draw on my own experiences um, because I, I was bullied at school and then I, I struggled as an adult to be assertive and to negotiate um, relationships and friendships and friendships especially, actually. And, and so I drew on those, but nothing's really that literally autobiographical. It's more emotionally autobiographical. Mm-hmm. And um, and what was the other part of the question? Well, I can't just, remember. Just, for, just putting these characters together, sort of the idea of Lynn and her backstory and, and Iona and the sort of relationship between them. This is unique in the characterizations that you've developed here. Uh, they're very specific. I felt like the, the characters were very specific. You had a very certainty about what you wanted to do with these characters. And I'm just kind of curious about your process of, and you know, sort of developing their backstory. Right, yeah. I think um, I've been working on it for a long time. So I wrote initially wrote the um, outline and treatment in 2008. So... So Iona and Lynn have been with me for a really long time. And, um, yeah, and I think I kind of made the film a lot like I am. Um, I love colours. I'm quite dark. I'm drawn to quite taboo subjects. But I, I like laughing as well. And, and I like musical. I like music. And I'm a bit of a dreamer. So I think I think all those characters are kind of inside me. So I just um, try to get them out of me and onto the page and uh, but also I think Lynn was um, I'm totally in love with uh, Susan Boyle so I wanted Lynn to I think I based uh, Lynn on Susan Boyle um, Mm -hmm. and with the fashion of Mrs. Tiggywinkle because I just really (laughs) I really really love Susan Boyle and and I just think she's so brave to you know go out there and sing and keep trying even though you know she's got things that hold her back and so I um, so yeah, I think I think the casting was crucial because I think if I'd have cast other people, there would have been a danger of um, you know making fun of these characters. But actually, you know, the cast was so wonderful and and they really took care of um, 
Lynn and Iona. So I, I feel grateful for that. Yeah, and we'll get into the casting itself because uh, Joanna Scanlon and Lily Newmark yes. are remarkable. I, I, this just is so much about the, the performances of the two lead actors in here. So much yeah. of this had to be casted correctly. So um, what was that like for you? Did, did you have Joanna in mind? Did you have either one of them in mind? How did this all come together as a as a cast? Uh, no, I didn't have either of them in mind. Um, and actually, Mike, of course, I had Susan Boyle in mind, but that wasn't possible, unfortunately. Um, so somebody suggested, uh, I think it was my producer suggested Joe Brand, who's a comedian here in the UK. And I looked at her acting, and but then I spotted the person that she was acting opposite. And I said, oh, I like her. And um, my producer said, oh, that's Joanna Scanlon. So I YouTubed Joanna and saw her talking on a red carpet BAFTA interview and just the way that she was listening to the interviewee was just so extraordinary. She was listening with such intense look behind her eyes and it was so unpredictable. I didn't know whether she was going to, you know, welcome the um, question and answer it or, you know, really give the interview person a telling off. And I, um, and it was that that attracted me. And then when I met her, I just fell in love with her. But she's still got that unpredictable thing now. You know, she walks into a room. I always like, I'm always like, my, I, you know, I'm, my eyes pants on her because I'm like, is she cross or is she really happy? I can't tell. And you know, it, she just intrigues me. And then Lily, um, our casting team, uh, Carmel Cochran and her team just put a call out for loads and loads of girls to send in self tapes, and they got girls in and. Uh, street cast and um, and then I just stumbled across Lily as I was looking through all the tapes and um, and I, when I came to her I thought oh she just she looks like a, an extraordinarily beautiful sea creature or something yeah. and I had I'd given the brief that I wanted somebody who looked like they were untouched by modern life and Lily had that look about her and then when I pressed play She'd got the essence of Iona, and I was just like, "Phew, wow, yes, we found her, we found her." And then my blood pressure went right down, and um, and I knew that we've got, you know, something that my belly was pleased with because I think when you're doing casting and actually any of the film writing, directing, all of it, it's really, really important to listen to your belly because I think you know belly knows best. And the times when I haven't listened to my belly and I've gone. You know, I thought, oh, I better listen to that person because I've got more experience or whatever. Those are the times that I've made mistakes and regretted it. So I'm like, no, Belly says that um, we found our Lynn and Iona. So, and Belly was right, I reckon. You know, you really, I would concur. I would concur. Lily Newmark has that. She looks ethereal. She looks, she right as you said, she looks mm-hmm. like she could have come out of a, uh, out of the ocean or something. She, and she has this these amazing this amazing face that and and those eyes that are so expressive, amazingly so, expressive, really wonderful. Do you know what? In all the months that we were editing, you know, I sat looking at their faces seven hour de- hours a day, or so, and I never ever once got bored with looking at either of them. Yeah, I well, think that's a sign. Well, yeah, and I'll, t- I'll t- yes, it is, and I'll tell you, Joanna Scanlon as the mom, as Lynn, um, she she is so nuanced in this performance. One of the things I really like watching her, I, I watch it a second time, and watching her kind of how she uh, conveys so much with her face and her eyes as well, but also yeah. her body. She has she has certain things in the ways that she moves uh, that really kind of. Uh, 
will tell you about the internal dialogue that's going on within the character. Um, these two, there's just remarkable performances, and I really expect. I know Joanne has done some remarkable work in her in her career before, and uh, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what Lily uh, goes on to do moving forward in her. In her. Me too. I'm really, really excited, and also I think you know it's about time that Joanna had more lead roles in film because you know I think she is an extraordinary film actress as well and she's more known for tv here so um so i'm excited both of them really yeah definitely well just for uh joanna's credits include uh a testament of youth in the loop but one of my favorite films of all time is in the loop by the way uh which is remarkable <laughs> the girl with the pearl earring and kinky boots so she's been in a number of of high profile films but she really shines in this one and and like lily's new to the business so so we expect others great things from her but also the casting of the the villains in the film uh worked really well and in order to have there's a, yeah. su such an edge to this film i want to let our listeners know we're speaking with deborah haywood she's the director of the film pincushion um yes listeners go and see it go yeah seek it out. <laughs> yeah it's in theaters Mike now says, yes Mike You've got to go and see it. Yes, go see this film, please. Uh, and you can go to uh, pincushionfilm.co.uk. Uh, that's a great place to start. Talk about the casting of the of the. Well, I call them the villains, but the other the other part. <laughs> <laughs> well, the girls we found when we were looking for because everyone I auditioned for Iona and sent self tapes in. So the girls at school. They were actually auditioning for Iona, and and some of them I was like, no, absolutely not, you're Iona, but you could be a Keeley, you could be a Stacey, and and so we had, um, gathered some up, and then did workshops, and then um, did chemistry reads, and then found found the girls that way. So um, yeah. and then the adults, I, I we just talked about talked about names, and I wanted Chanel and um, Izzy especially who. Um, Chanel was the neighbour, Belinda, and uh, yeah. um, yeah. Izzy Sutty is the um, the woman the, from the group, the, um, the friendship groups. Yeah, yeah. so they live; um, they're from the local area where I'm from. So I really wanted those because uh, not only are they wonderful actresses, but they, you know, they know the area, they know the mentality, and um, you know, they've got the accent. So, so that was really important, and um, I feel very lucky to have worked with them as well. Yeah. Now let's t let's talk about the broad outlines of the story. It, 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 this is a story about bullying. It's a story about kind of an emotionally um, stunted people and a lot of different uh, all over the place. And and it's uh, to be frank, its view of humanity, its outlook on humanity, is not the rosiest of pictures, shall we no. say? Um, Sorry. Ha have you gotten? I'm just kind of curious about the the reaction that you've had uh, from the film it's gotten wonderful by the way if you go to rotten tomatoes people care about that you'll see that it's i think at 94 95 percent uh um and very the the film has been very well received with uh, the sort of the critical community what kind of a feedback are you getting in terms of what you were expect you had to have some expectation that there would people who would would react <laughs> yeah to the negative connotation know, yes yeah i didn't really give it that too much t thought i mean <laughs> my kind of my ambition for the film was um to make a festival film and also that i would um it would be good enough for people to say okay you know 
she could, she's, you know, there's something there. Let's give her another chance and for, you know, let's give her a, the opportunity to make another film. So I hoped that was my, that was my ambition to make another film. Um, cause I want a career. I don't want just to be like, have one film and then that's it because I think that's quite common with female fil- uh, filmmakers particularly. So that was my ambition. But also I think because I've been through experiences of that myself, I, I just thought, I hoped that if anyone else felt the same as me and had these struggles and felt that loneliness and that isolation and um, that they would recognise it and maybe that it was kind of I was wanted them to feel like I was sending them a secret hug. Um, yeah. So so that was what I wanted uh, from an audience. But actually, you know, I've had so much warm response, people coming up to me saying thank you for thank you for this, you know, I've got, been through similar things and um, and also, you know, thanks, we find it funny, entertaining, you know, as well, which is, like, amazing. Um, so, yeah, no, I just think, oh, my God, this is just, like, beyond my wildest dreams that people have really taken it to um, to their hearts. So, yeah. look at me, Mike. I said, what a privilege. Yeah, and, and I, I like the idea what you just said, establishing a voice, sort of planting your flag in the sense of this is my vision, this is who I can, this is what I'm capable of as as a director, as as an artist, and sort of and being able to do that, and and also to the point of bullying that you mentioned, you know, these very rarely do these situations end well. These these are situations that are troubling and disturbing and leave a lasting mark on people, and and I certainly yeah. think that you've you've said that in this film i think that you've really established that as as uh, the parameters of most people's uh experiences at going through this and and i can understand why people would tell you how relatable it is for them well, yeah no it's it's been nice to share and to um hear people's stories and um and also i think it's it makes it more um palatable and um because it's a fairy tale I've, re- I've you know i've done it as a fairy tale so it's like a fable it's not it's not social realism. It's not, you know, docudrama or anything. It's it's like this is a fairy tale. So I think when you know that it's a fairy tale and you see that it's heightened world and everything's heightened, then I think that you allow yourself to feel more because, you know, it's you're telling a story. And I think, you know, that's what we go to the cinema for, isn't it? Because we spend so much time in our lives, like trying to hide our feelings or pretending that something's funny when it's um, heartbreaking or you know, pretending that you're okay when really you're not. And uh, and I think, you know, nowadays in the, our modern world, the only place that we can really truly feel our real feelings is in the cinema. So, you know, that's what I wanted to do. So have a place where we can actually feel rather right. than pretend. Right. And congratulations on the film. I, I mean, we barely scratched the surface. There's so much about the, the look of the film. The sound design is wonderful. The the, oh, the 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 in the apartment it it has a look it has kind of a uh, this you're right it, it 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 heightens that sense of this fantasy this sort of you know um, fairy tale if you will dark fairy tale certainly and and um, and their ability to go back and forth between the 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 real and the and the fantasy this film has such an edge to it and one of the things I appreciate as a as a watching a filmmaker work and especially in this film is you don't back away from this particular point of view, this sort of vision that you had. 
you really don't back down. You don't give us an easy out. A truly yeah. accomplished work. And um, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I, I, Me too. I, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> to uh, to you, uh, Deborah Haywood, congratulations on this film. Congratulations on moving forward. And one last very quick question. You you talked about this being a first sort of a your you know your calling card for f- future work. I hope that you're hearing from people uh, with uh, ideas for other projects, or you're pitching your ideas. Uh, so, uh, how's that going? <laughs> yeah, no, it's going really great. I have had um, a lot of interest, and I'm also um, starting to write, you know, a sketch a few ideas out for something else as well. So, I'm hoping that the next one was going to be. Um, interesting and glorious just like you Mike (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you thank you Deborah Haywood the film again is Pincushion you can find out more about it at pincushionfilm.co.uk go to a movie go to the movie theaters and see this film Uh, you're you're not only you're going to see a wonderful piece of work but also uh, the idea of more and diverse voices in cinema is the most important thing we can be doing right now. And yours is certainly one of them. Deborah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And look at you, Dafty One. All right, Dafty Two. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for talking to me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.